Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Saturday Session Cricket Update. Thanks to Razine for expert paint and colour advice. Well, it's the Saturday Session here with Grant Elliott and Huckleberry Daniel McCarty flying on the way to France. For those of you that are joining us and uh, didn't know that that's where he is, he is away and will be swanning around in the Rugby World Cup very shortly um, and well-deserved. Probably a well-deserved break from the Saturday Session. And uh, a break for me as well, because I don't get the boot put in. But someone who might put the boot into me um, is my good friend from Australia, who we're going to be uh, joining. He'll be joining our show at the moment on Swinging Both Ways with Razine. Razine, for expert paint and colour advice, it's now time to bring in my friend from Melbourne, Australia, Christian Sizen. Christian, how are you? Tell us where good you morning. are and what you're doing. Good morning, Grant. How are you, mate? I'll paint the picture for you. Currently at Moorabbin Cricket Club. It's a glorious sunny day here. It's going to be about 19 to 20 degrees. There's that little bit of dew on the grass, that smell of cut grass, that sound of bat on ball, mate. And uh, the boys will be rocking up soon for a good two, two and a half hour session. Can't wait. Surely you're not coaching. Of course I am, mate. Love it. You know, mate, come on. Remember the days in Holland? When you used to uh, chirp, as you say, in South African, chirp me all the time and got those winning runs against you. And you bought me that first beer at uh, in The Hague at Hassasee. And that's where the friendship uh, really did bond together. And here we are now, mate, talking on radio together. But yes, coaching at sub-district side, Moravian Cricket Club, and loving it. So are you, are you player coach or just coaching? Well, it started off as coaching with my best, best mate, Chris Street, who, mind you, did uh, play 192 district first games and uh, he's coming as my assistant. We actually started our juniors here as youngsters with, uh, with Brad Hodge, as you know Brad Hodge quite well. And um, it did start off as, uh, as just coaching, but now we thought, you know what, it's good to get out on a Saturday, isn't it? Let's, uh, let's, let's uh, I'm going to be captain of the seconds as Chris Street helping out, which we've got a lot of young, talented players here at Melbourne Cricket Club. Club's been treading water for a while now and uh, you know, it's the only way up. Seconds, thirds and fourths came uh, last last year and our first team were only a game and a half out of finals um, without structure. So we're, we're pumped, mate. We can only go up and uh, get this club back to where it was many years ago at the St Kilda Football Club where we used to train at Lincoln Street. Good old Shane Warne's beloved area there in, in Moorabbin. So super excited, mate. We've had 11 sessions and uh, still got another 12 to go before the season starts with a trip away in sale on the mini bus with 12 guys. So... We are super excited about this club and moving forward, mate. So you're pretty much the Baz McCullum of the club. You've come in, you've had one win <laughs> last year. Baz McCullum came in with, you know, one test win out of 17. It's only, like you say, the only way is up. That's, that's correct, mate, exactly. So, but, you know, we're a multicultural club. We've got a, you know, a lot of Sri Lankan and Indians. We're probably 70, 80% of Sri Lankans and Indians, so... 
we're, we're, we're super excited. And, you know, as you know, mate, the passion that they bring on the field and off the field, it's just a, a matter of controlling that passion and giving them great structure. And they're really, uh, really tagging on brilliantly with our, with our setups and, and plans at, uh, at training. Well, now, before we hear um, your totally Australian biased point of view of the upcoming Cricket World Cup, we, we were talking about post-match celebrations. And I saw the story about Adam Gilchrist and the team uh, where Hayden got onto yeah, a cable car naked. Yeah, yeah no, so it just absolutely like, uh, oh, well, one, it blew my mind. And obviously, yeah. all listeners, we need to drink responsibly. But it made me wonder, I'm surely you've been involved with amazing post-match celebrations. Well, it's, it's funny you say that because I was listening on the radio too and I thought, geez, it's probably, I hope he doesn't put me on the spot there. Let me think, let me think. And one came up straight away. And I don't think anyone's going to, not that it's a competitive thing but in life, but, I, but anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, there is a great... You want to trump the story. You've got to, and, you've got to um, trump the story. <laughs> No, I was playing in uh, England, in Leeds, up in Leeds there, in Yorkshire Dale League, with Adel, and we, they hadn't won the championship for about oh, 35 years. And we had we'd already, we won the, we won the championship, had a great season, all of us, myself personally, which was brilliant. And um, we won it before before the last game, because that thing we didn't play finals. So we played against Rawdon, remember it, made a duck, I was averaging about 70, thought I'd get up there, got a duck, second ball off the pad, wasn't happy, but doesn't matter, we won the championship. We thought, let's party. We partied hard for a couple of days in Leeds. And then we're like, I said, I've got to get back to district cricket, boys. Uh, Premier cricket at Paran. And they're like, oh, is there any chance, Saizo, we can uh, coach? Can we just go away for a few days? Anyway, we went to Cyprus, not just for five days. We went for 10 nights to Cyprus. <laughs> and consumed a few beverages. And I tell you what, Asanka uh, Gurusinga was my coach at the time at uh, Paran. He's like, how's your fitness going? But mind you, the last four or five days of day, I was up early doing uh, five to 10k runs to get that fitness up but geez didn't we party there's about seven of us in Napa, and that brings me to where I met my lovely Dutch ex-wife now mind you um, in Holland and that's how we uh, that's how we met obviously those years back in the early 2000s where I had to uh, nurse oh, you along in your hard times is that so is that the Asanka Gurusin yes yes the guru he was captain coach at Paran for Three years, he was at North Melbourne for two or three. Our guru, absolute champion. Oh, amazing. Now, now also, we, we, discuss, we discussed a little story about Russell Crowe. Um, yeah. Yes. And tell, yeah. tell me what happened with that, because I, I love that story. It is a good story. Now, a good mate of ours, Matthew Mott, as you know quite well, we I met him in Holland playing against him, actually, and became pretty good were fairly good friends over this period since I think it was 2003 and watched him go along to the Australian girls and now the England England women's, uh, England uh, men's team actually doing so well, just the <laughs> Kiwi fellas. Um, but yeah, great story he told me when he was playing. He played for Queensland and Victoria. And uh, when he was down at Victoria, they uh, playing at the G, the MCG, the beloved, with Shane Warne, the beloved Warnie. And don't, geez, don't we miss Warnie here in Melbourne, absolute champion. God bless warning. But anyway, getting to the point, they, they played a game at the MCG and they had a long day in the field. They came back into the rooms and having a couple of frothies with Warney and Darren Berry, Chuck Berry, legend cricketer, should have played uh, keeper, should have played more for, uh, or should have played for Australia. I don't think he played too many games. But anyway, um, yeah, they were sitting there having a couple of bevos and talking about what's happening tonight. And Warney's like, oh, I've got Russell, uh, Russell Crowe. 
coming in to uh, have a few beers and meet the guys. And, oh, oh, you beauty, the boys are up for it. You know, Russell Crowe, how good's this? Russell Crowe's come in, got introduced to all the boys. You know, oh, how good, they're having a beer with Russell Crowe. And, yeah, we're all going out for dinner tonight. And Chuck Berry's given the old, oh, jeez, I can't, mate. I've got, uh, I've got dinner. I've got dinner with my lovely wife, you know. Um, Russell Crowe went off the toilet and he's, uh, and, and what he's gone to, uh, Chuck, you know, Chuck, mate, seriously, how many times are you going to have dinner with your wife? He's like, yeah, plenty. How many times are you going to have dinner with Russell Crowe? He's like, okay, okay, let me have a chat. So Russell Crowe's come back and Chuck's had a chat to his missus and came back and said, look, I've got the green light, but Russell Crowe, Russell here, mate, can you, you have to ring up that landline. Um, at home, because the lovely wife went to have a date with her, and but if you leave something from one of your lovely movies on the answer machine, because back then the answer machines were all happening, so uh, Russell's like, yep, no worries, what's your number? Got on the phone, rang up, went to answer machine, this is Maxus Morsus Aurelius, father of a murdered son and husband of a murdered wife, and I shall have my vengeance. Now, apparently she played that, all the boys are laughing in the changing rooms, you know, Russell Crowe <laughs> saying all this stuff, she played that for the next seven years every single day, apparently. Drove Chuck Berry crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah, great story. Moddy, Moddy, I've got plenty more stories, I'm sure, but with, with time back here, maybe soon. But, uh, but uh, Moddy's got to pass on a lot of fantastic stories to me. Right, well, I'm sure that you're going to um, have a lot of celebratory stories to tell us uh, from Moravin this year as, uh, yep. as player coach. But let's get on to some more pressing issues. We've got the Cricket World Cup coming up. Australia look like they are injury ravaged. There's a number of players that, whether they're being rested or whether they are actually injured, however, it looked like you dominated South Africa today. South Africa scoring 164 in their 20 overs and Australia getting it off to just 14.5 overs. Mitch Marsh being the chief destroyer. Six How sixes good. and How good. eight How fours. Good taken on the, yeah, taken on the captaincy and gone 92 off, not out, off 60. Then he's gone 79 off 39, not out. Absolutely belting you, South Africa. Now, can we just clear up for the, for the viewers, or not the viewers, that's what Paul Hogan's saying, clear up for the listeners. Now, Grant, coming from South Africa, born in South Africa, correct? Yes. Who's, who's running this yes. interview? Are you, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It's good, it's good for the yeah, it's <laughs> good for the viewers to know a bit more about you. Now, who do you who who do you actually go for in the World Cup? Who's who's your team? Who's your team in cricket? Who's your team in rugby? Let's let the viewers know what's going on here. Come on, mate. I obviously support New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay. Batting the Black Caps and the All Blacks. Oh, okay. Okay. Good. You're all, all thoroughbred New Zealand. Okay, mate. Um, <laughs> Good that uh, we've cleared that up. Good that we've cleared that up. But yeah, back on to the, to the World Cup. Look, we've, geez, we've got Smith out with a wrist. We've got Stark out with a groin injury. Um, but you know what? That gives, uh, that gives other players, that, uh, like Johnson, how good is Hardy and Johnson? Geez, Johnson buys some rapid left armers. And um, Stark, obviously, yeah, the groin. But, uh, but we are Mitch Marsh, legend, uh, doing quite well. And we are super pumped. Dave Warner, will he get a gig? The squad gets picked. Next week, a 12 or 15 man squad, but that can be changed up to yeah, provisional. the 28th, yes. Um, yeah, so that'll good, be a provisional uh, squad. Yes, and, but how good is uh, Tanvia Sangha, our leggy? Our leg's oh, bowler, yeah, well, I mean, You know the story about that one, Zampa. Zampa was meant to be playing the first T20, and he woke up with a, with a bad cold. So um, Tavia um, Sangha 
was playing at the Birmingham Phoenix, I think it was, in the, the hundreds. So they flew him in, um, obviously a couple of days before, and it's all given him a bit of a run round just to be in the squad. And he's come in for Zampa and taken four for 30. How good is that? Yeah, well, Australia absolutely pumped it in that T20. It scored 226. So yeah. trying to chase that down. As you say, Sanger coming in four for 31 wow. off just his four. But you, you guys do produce a lot of leg spinners. But what I will Mine? say... Sizo, is I don't yep. know if you saw the the results of New Zealand A versus Australia A. Was that in the was that in the um, in the hockey or the the croquet or table tennis? <laughs> well, I'm going to tell no, you what happened the, because some of the no no some I of the listeners will not know, but this was in the first yep. unofficial test match in Brisbane, New Zealand A versus Australia A, yep. and uh, yep. New Zealand A. Managed to beat um, Australia A by 225 runs. Scott Kugeline getting 5 for 74, 101 not out, and 4 for 39. So when you wow. look at the, the future, the future probably looks brighter this side of the Tasman than it does on the other side. But, as, hey, Grant, as you know, mate, one, one game doesn't make a season, mate, or a series, does it? But that's promising. <laughs> that, that is promising, promising uh, for New Zealand cricket. But getting on to, back on to, to Zampa. So Zampa... So um, Tavia um, uh, Sangha has played that one game and then got the boot. And then Zampa, Zampa's bowled this morning, none for 42 of his four. <laughs> so maybe yeah, but I mean, longer, I think, these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that, that is, that's T20 cricket, as you know. It. I think as a bowler, there's been some listeners that have been texting in saying, oh, bowling is shocking at the moment. Bowling, I mean, you know this. You, you can bowl a decent spell in T20 cricket and get taken to the sword. You can bowl poorly yep. and get some wickets. It's it's more about execution, whether you actually executed um, those deliveries. But I think the challenge for Australia, if there is going to be injuries, is the same as New Zealand are experiencing now. With Kane Williamson doubtful, um, you know, can Australia create a consistent squad leading up to this World Cup and that's going to be the huge challenge for them. That's, that's true. I mean, what starts October 5th, I think it is, or for sure, 5th of October, and goes for, what, six weeks. So it's obviously with that squad of 15 nursing the plays when you have to and uh, and obviously giving some guys a rest when you're playing, well, can't really say lower teams this year because how good are the Dutch, how good are the Netherlands? Made it into the, uh, <laughs> into the World Cup. Hey, our Dutch mates, our Dutch boys, Jeroen Smith, the legend. Yeah. Chairman of Selectors there, Jeroen, caught up with him last year. And how good are they? They are ranked number 15 in the world, and they made it into the top 10. So that is fantastic for Dutch cricket. And I hope the ICC can pump in a bit more money there and get a bit, bit more uh, turf wickets there in the Netherlands so they can, you know, obviously push for finals down the future. Yeah, well, no, uh, no West Indies. So that is uh, yeah, obviously really right. disappointing, uh, not seeing any West Indian... Um, talent at the the cricket world cup but your first game uh, a warm-up game will be against the netherlands so no doubt you'll be giving them some scouting yeah. leading up to that game you then play australia will play a warm-up against pakistan but your first mm. game um on the 8th of october is a biggie it's india wow that's gonna look i think you know my, my top two of india can't go past india and i tell you what pakistan They've really, their fielding's really picked up. My two are India, Pakistan, and of course, Australia. Yeah. 
Well, uh, funny, like talking about predictions, I was in the, the Pakistan tour um, or New Zealand's Pakistan tour and um, watching Pakistan, I think that they've got the best bowling attack in the world at the moment. They're missing a yeah. frontline spinner, uh, a Zamper or a Sanger, but um, they do have the pace. They've got uh, uh, Harris, Ralph, they've got uh, Shaheen Shah Freedy, who's got the most exceptional record for getting uh, wickets in his first He's over. Left armor. And then they've got Nas- yeah, n- a left armour as well, and then Nassim Shah. So um, I think predictions-wise, we're probably on the same page there. I'm looking at you know, Australia, India, and probably Pakistan. Um, and with England, yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure how Modi's going to go with his team. They're going to be ultra-aggressive. Uh, yeah. And the first game is going to be England versus New Zealand. So that might set up a little bit of a competition for, for England, I guess, set up their whole competition. Yeah, for sure. And tell me, what about, uh, what about South Africa? How many... How many World Cups have they won? I don't think they've won any. Actually. I think it's zero. Is it New Zealand? This will test you, mate. What about your beloved home there in New Zealand? How many World Cups have New Zealand won, right? Yeah, no. Uh, well, we've won. We have. We've won. We've won the Test Test Cricket World Cup. Uh, we've yeah, won yeah. Uh, the, the yeah. mace, the first ever mace, which is proudly right. posted in uh, in Wellington at the museum here. So you can you can put on the yeah. white gloves and you can come and hold it actually. Um, if would you love ever to, do mate. Well, venture into these... Well, mate, if you would have made 140, you would have won one a few years ago, 2015, but you're happy with your 80. <laughs> but anyway, that's another story, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you have, to, you have to look in the mirror, don't you? You always have to look oh. in the mirror. With, with you looking in the mirror as coach today, who are your exciting prospects pre-season here? Who, who are your players to watch? Any uh, interesting yeah, nicknames a, a, that you've got in the team? Of, yeah, Damo. I won't... I, can't pronounce his last name, Damo. Bowls off the probably rearing end. I reckon he's bowling about 135. This last year was too much. Uh, we did a bit of research, watched a few of the games last year. Too much back of the length. So we've been working with his action and just to get him nice and full. Even in the indoor nets, you know, if you bowl too full, they half volley. But we, we, so it's fine. That's exactly what we're after. But Damo, we've got a couple of young, young rider and Alex as well. Alex is a young guy. He's only 15. 16, he might start in the ones. Great, great hands. I haven't seen a kid like that. Actually, the last time I saw a kid with great hands like that was Michael Klingham when I was captaining him at Paran in the seconds when he was coming out when he was only 14 or 15. And old Kling's old mouse, we used to call him. Um, he was so thin and tiny that you know, the sledging against Klinger was, it was terrible. I look at this little fellow, little school kid, but I tell you what, you know, I do remember at Port Melbourne, he got on the back foot, he just crunched this time. He was beautiful on the back foot through cover and point and just went for four. And everyone was like, wow, this guy can bat. And we obviously saw what Michael Klinger did. Um, did. But yeah, we've got some young that Alex is absolute superstar. What, are, what about, Saizo, I mean, you're talking about um, grassroots cricket, what, yeah. what is it like in Australia? Are the numbers... Uh, are they getting bigger, or is there a little bit of a decline? It feels like yeah. in New Zealand there's a little bit of a stagnated or stabilising in numbers, not a decline, but more of a, you know, more of the same. It's not really increasing at all. Yeah, good question. Good question. I think a lot of the kids, having a seven-year-old my son, uh, son myself, loves cricket, of course, loves all sports. But I'll tell you what a big sport that's booming is, is basketball and soccer. Basketball has just gone out of the... All his mates are playing it and, and soccer same, yeah. as well. Um, it's booming, which is great, which is fantastic because it's, it's done and dusted in an hour, hour and a half, whereas cricket you've got all day. <laughs> so, 
But um, but yeah, look, if, if you look on it, we, we're building this club up as juniors back again. Um, my previous club, Bentley, I was there for 15 years, which is a level underneath sub district where I'm at at the moment. We we would have a we we had like the, all the juniors set up, 12s, 14s, three teams in each, 16s. We started off with no women's team. We had four. The women's team, that's what I must mention, the women's team is growing here in Melbourne. A lot of women playing um, cricket and a lot of women, which is fantastic, playing AFL, playing football as well, uh, which is which is brilliant. So I do, the juniors at, back at Bentley, you know, great setup. Well, Woolworths, we have the little kids on a Friday night, 120 kids. We have a live band there with music going on and, you know, we, we pull about three to $4,000 over the bar, um, just booming. So it's, I think it's, depending on the clubs where you're at and the voluntary work that so much voluntary work goes into you know your your your, your local uh, football cricket or all form of sporting clubs here as you'd know over there in New Zealand before it's got your standard people that do it but we're trying to range in other people like come on come down and help and uh, get involved and get involved in the community so to answer your question I think it's just plateau balancing with other sports maybe getting a bit more uh, a bit more um vision with more uh, happening with basketball and the, and the soccer but cricket still cricket and AFL are still huge in our blood over here we, we love it we love it oh Sizo it's great to hear the, the amazing work you're doing over there and we'll no doubt get a little bit of uh, uh, feedback on how your season's going sure, uh, during the For summer sure. but it sounds like the preparation sure. is uh, absolutely perfect it sounds like the club is going well and they couldn't have a better man uh, leading the troops over there. Thanks so much for coming on the show. We always Good love on. your biased Australian point of view. Uh, <laughs> it is really appreciated. And, uh, mate, we'll, we'll be in touch again, no doubt. Good luck today. Good on you. Good on you, Grant. Thanks, guys. See you. See you, mate. Well, there you go. That was Christian Sizen from uh, Moorabbin in Melbourne. And uh, we just like to get the Australians on the show as well, just to hear how it's going on the other side of the Tasman, getting that pulse check leading into the World Cup. And that uh, swinging both ways was brought to you by Resine. Time to paint. Get a quality finish with Resine paints, decorating Kiwi homes since 1946. And now after the break, uh, we're going to be speaking to David Choate, uh, former professional footballer and friend of the show, who comes on many times to speak about English Premier League. Text us, double eight double three. You might have some questions for David or give us a call, 800 150 See you after the break.